Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a CC Radio podcast. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like, the feeling. I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling. Like, you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight down the tree. All we get is a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au, or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review, or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that would help us grow. Tonight, I'm joined by India, and India's been having fairy encounters her whole life. India, welcome to the show. Hi, Kate. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have you on because fairy encounters are really, really rare on this show. And I was telling you before we actually started recording that I've only had one other person come on the show and tell me that they've had an encounter with a fairy. Um, but you've really been having encounters your whole life with fairies, and that's what's really, really intriguing to me. Are you able to go back to the start and tell me how, I guess, you've, you started having these encounters with uh, these fairy-type beings? Yeah, of course. Um, it all really started when I was about in the age brackets of three to five years old. Um, I was obsessed with fairies. It was the 90s. <laughs> fairies were a massive thing back in the day. Um, but for me, I used to spend hours outside watching fairies. And the way it was for me is they were like, how can I explain it? Little people with grass on their heads. So I'd sit outside and stare at the grass and I'd watch these little beings pop out of the dirt and run and then pop back into the dirt back and forth. And I'd watch them until it was tea time. So that would be at least three, four hours outside. I didn't know what they were. I just asked mum what they were and I said they were fairies. So she said they were fairies. And that was my first encounter with them. But from then on, it just continued and continued and continued. Wow. Okay. So those ones that you, you saw when you were, let's say, five years old there, they, mm-hmm. did they have wings or, or anything? Like, Was there any characteristics about those that made them, I guess, a stereotypical fairy that we, we think of in pop culture? 
Not really, honestly. Um, they just looked like. Have you ever watched the movie Spiderwick? No, I haven't. Okay, well, with Spiderwick, there is a book, and it's got all these different pictures of fairies that are in the movie, and. There's one in there which describes what I saw to a T, but it was basically like, do you know what a mandrake root is? I do, yes. Okay, so if you can imagine a mandrake root with grass on its head and it was running along the ground and jumping back in with a little troll face. That's really interesting because yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if you're, if you're seeing little people because there's, a, there's this thing where it's almost like they're not they're – not, um, gnomes or or anything like that but they're actually little people do you do you have a rough idea of how tall this was oh these were tiny i would say the maximum size would have been about five centimeters um but i used to see them all the time in the grass and they would even become like violets so violets have become one of my favorite flowers in my life because I would see violets pop up and run and hop back into the ground. Um, but the only way, like if I can explain it in a way that makes sense to people, would be a mandrake root. So it could be little people. I've heard stories about them in Indigenous culture in Australia as well. So they are prominent in the country. It's uh, it, it really is interesting because, I mean, if anyone actually Googles mandrake root, they, they almost look like people themselves. Yeah, they do. So... You're five years old, you're seeing these run around, and you go to your mum. What does your mum say about this? Mum just said they must be fairies because I was little and, you know, little kids have an imagination. She just let me go for it. Um, but as I went along, like, my, I just started seeing more and more. I started seeing ones with wings. I started having ones come to the windows. There were so many different encounters there that mum just kept letting me go saying they were fairies because I was little. It could have been my imagination. But the thing was it never stopped and I'm 25 now. So yeah. Yeah, <laughs> trying wow. to forget imagination or is it real? Yeah, well, that's exactly it. You know, you, a, a lot of children would – you know, have these these types of things or these types of memories. But to have them continue into the age that you've got now, it really adds a lot more credence to, you know, these types of encounters. So yeah. you you started seeing these these creatures who would run around in, in the grass. They were quite small. What happened after that? Did you you said you started to see more with wings and things like that? Yep. So as I went on from near the age of five to about twelve years old. I would see all different ones all the time. Um, in pine trees, there were little fairies that would hang out in a pine tree at my primary school and I would sit there and just talk to them. And the way they were was almost bug-like. So I can compare it to a praying mantis in a way. They were small and green, but their wings had that purple iridescent shine. And I would speak to them wondering what they were and they would sit there and play with the sap on pine trees. And they were a common one that I'd play with at primary school. Um, there was also little ones that would hang out with ladybugs in the grass as well. So quite often in the grass is where I did see them. They would hang out and look after bugs or pop out like the little men with grass heads. There was quite a few different ones. But how can I explain it? There's been so many different types. There's energy types that just look like an orb. There's ones that actually have wings. There's the little ones I was saying. But, yeah. <laughs> it's That's interesting because I do have a couple of questions about these ones that you saw during this period of your life because yeah. these sound to to be a little bit more like that stereotypical type of fairy that you would you would hear about in, you know, in fairy tales and, and things like that. So, yeah. 
when you when you first saw these, did they did they have like a did they look like people? Yes, they do, but not stereotypically like your Shirley Barber books. They have you heard of the okay movie Labyrinth? Yes, yeah. David Bowie, Labyrinth, Dark Crystal, those kind of things. Fairies look very similar to the creatures in those. So, for example, the fairy that bites the fingers in Labyrinth. Right. I know I'm stretching, but in Labyrinth, there's these little fairies that bite fingers and they spray and kill them. That is very much what fairies look like. Okay, yeah, because from memory, and it's been a little while since I've actually seen that movie, but you're right. It's kind of like how you said earlier, that's kind of like a – a praying mantis, they're kind of like sticky and bony looking. Yeah, they're not feminine, beautiful looking creatures. They're very much a creature that connects within nature. Um, when you see them, you can mistake them as a bug. As I got older, I used to just brush it off in my teen years thinking I was seeing praying mantises fly past me, but I really wasn't. It's kind of the thing you've got to look twice at because with like in the spiritual realm fairies very much work so as protectors of nature and they protect plants and mushrooms when bushfires happen they come along and they start healing the earth again so they're very much a part of nature and i think that's why it's important to connect them and explain them as like a mandrake root or a praying mantis or you know what i mean no, I, I completely understand. And it, it kind of makes me, and that's one of the questions that I would have asked you is like, why do you think these things exist? Because it has to be, there There would be a reason that a, a fairy exists. There's there's a lot of folklore around them. They've, you know, they've been in stories for years and years and years. But for them to, I guess, exist in, in I guess, a real world sense, it, it kind of makes you ask the question, why would they be around why would they be required because everything really has a reason and when it comes to a fairy as you as you just said and alluded to that um you know they're they're the keeper of the green would be the way to really say it yeah definitely so this this one that you saw when you're in this five to twelve years old period they they kind of look green they kind of looked a little bit insect like was there any facial features to these things could you see if they were individual type of, and I'm, I'm, I'm really, um, I guess, doing a poor attempt of trying to class them, but did they look like individual people? Could you see expressions and, and different? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, they all had different kind of facial expressions. And as much as some of them were very androgynous looking, you could see their smiles. You could see where they're in sorrow. You can see when they're in happiness. A lot of them have like very squinty eyes and cute small noses and they have little grimaces and their faces are very much like they're cartoony like, but they're not. They have such a human quality, but they're not human. Um, And it's like, most of my life, I found it really hard to find images that explained what fairies look like to me because we do have those adaptions of, you know, your pretty fairies and things like that, but I've never really seen them that way. So they've got, yeah, kind of androgynous faces but kind of very cheeky in a way. It's hard to explain. If you ever get the chance, look at the artist Brian Froud. He does fairy artwork and he sees fairies himself and he does paintings and they look basically exactly the same as what I see. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Like 
it took me years because I thought I was going crazy when I was seeing things like this all the time because um, I didn't know exactly what they were either, you know, especially being so young. But as I got older, I looked online and tried to find things that would show what I was seeing. And yeah, his artwork is basically the same and he sees himself. So I think it's pretty cool if you suss out his stuff as well because you'd be like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So when you're seeing these fairies, I mean, is there anything that's kind of going through your mind? Can other people see these fairies? Are you are you trying to show them to other children? Are you sh- trying to show them to your mother or, or maybe a sister or something like that? When I was little, I tried to show people when I was in primary school, but a lot of people could not see them just like I was seeing them. I could see them clear as day like a hand in front of my face, but people around me, they couldn't see them. And I think that was a lot of that people not believing, you know what I mean? If someone says they've seen a fairy, you're not exactly going to believe them. So as a kid, no one really saw them. As I got older, friends of mine have seen them with me. Um, But as a kid, no one really did. So I was kind of alone in that process of understanding what I was seeing at the time. That would have been really hard and difficult. Yeah, it was because as a kid, I was also seeing spirits and I was also having premonitions in my dreams. So I was very alone at that time in my life trying to figure out what is going on. Am I going crazy? Um, But I ended up finding solace with fairies and I'd go outside and talk to them and go out and watch them and watch them with birds and everything. That was kind of my way of communicating it definitely sounds like you are quite sensitive to the to the spiritual world. Yeah. <laughs> well, these days I, I do psychic work and that's my full-time job now. Oh, wow. Because there was no way of shutting myself off. So now that I'm 25, I have my own business and I do tarot reading and healings and I work with the fairies in doing psychic healing as well. So there's never been that switch off. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, if you, thank you. If you can own it and you lean right into it, why not? Yeah, exactly right. You've got to. That's it. That's it. And, and if you can make a living out of that, that's even better. That's so awesome. That's right. And I get to share my experiences with people and help people that don't feel so alone. Like with the fairy encounters, a lot of people I've spoken to have been like, well, I've seen that before. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so other people have experienced it as well. They're just very closed off because, as I said before, if you say to someone, I've seen a fairy, no one's really going to believe you. So what's the, the general reaction to, to people when you say, hey, I can see fairies? And what's the reaction of those people who have also seen fairies and maybe just don't quite understand what they're seeing? Well, when I've said I've seen fairies, so there's people that say, wait, what? Are you serious? And there's people that are like, wait, what do they exactly look like? And in the past couple of years, I've met a few people that have seen them and they're like, well, does it, does it look like a bug to you, India, or have you seen it in this? Have you seen them in nature? And I'm like, wait, you're seeing it as well. So usually I get in a conversation and I explain to people what I've seen, um, but a lot of people keep it hidden as well. So it's hard to explain it to people, if that makes sense, because you don't know which way someone's going to come from. Absolutely. And I, I believe a lot of a lot more people are actually seeing these things the more I actually talk to and the more I'm listening to to the things you're saying, because this is one of those things that can quite easily make you look like a fool if you come out and say, I'm seeing fairies, because people are gonna just think, What are you on? Because <laughs> it's people there's there's so much more credence behind thinking, Oh, you know, I've seen a ghost, I've seen a UFO, yeah, exactly. I saw I saw a Yowie. 
because these things are, I guess, a little bit even more tangible or something like that. They don't really there's this there's not this storybook element to them. That, That's uh, right. That, that that the fairies do. So it's I could imagine it would be quite a I guess a leap to come out and say, yeah, I've actually been seeing that stuff too. Yeah. Well, I never come out publicly with it um, until I started doing what I do as a career um, because I told people, my friends knew, my partner knows, my family knew, and I held it back for a very long time. And I was like, you know what? Stuff it. Like I'm going to talk about it. And the more I did, the more people said, hey, I've experienced the same. And I knew that I was taking a whim saying like people got to think I'm crazy. But I've just experienced so much with the fairies and now that I know they do exist and I work with them, there's no way I can turn that off. So what's the the general reaction to someone who sees these fairies for the first time or or something like that? Is it is it something that's more more terrifying to them because you know that's that's something that's not supposed to be real? Is it more um you know people are kind of amazed like wow, that's that's an actual thing? Yeah, well, I was with my friend, we were down at a wetlands once and we were just adventuring because I collect feathers and weird things like that. And we were adventuring and I saw a red fairy. Um, Sometimes they're seen very orb-like. So if you can think of a light red aura, a little flash, but the size of a wasp, um, I saw that go into a bush that was dying and I saw it picking leaves and kissing leaves better. And I said to this girl with me, I'm like, do you see that? Did you see what just flew past? And she's like, yeah, I did. I'm like, can you still see that now? And she's like, yes. And she's very much like-minded. She was a spiritual person and she was just in awe that she finally got to experience it and have that confirmation that, oh, wow, that is a fairy. It's not that stereotypical pretty thing. It's this little insect-looking creature that's sitting there looking after this plant that was dying so she was in awe and excitement of them um i've had a friend that was a bit scared of one she saw a little black one running around and she was like oh no because she associated the color with black but i haven't known anyone that's been terrified that has seen them with me i think most people just honored to experience it at the time and now a quick word from our sponsor Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. So how often are you, and I I don't know if this is the right word, but interacting with fairies? Well, fairies, they're on and off for me. So as much as I see them all the time, they kind of pick and choose. Um, I had a fairy experience just the other day in my garden. Um, I was sitting there gardening and fixing ferns because I have a little fern garden going. And fairies tend to fix plants. They do that. They will heal things in nature. And one of my plants was dying. 
So I was putting all this time into it, putting water and trying to fix the soil, see what was going on. And I sat down just relaxing and I saw this little green flash come up and it was very much like an aura again. And it went in and it healed the plant and it just sat by it and then disappeared when my partner came outside. So that was my last experience only a couple of days ago. But in the astral realm and doing spiritual work, they come to me in dream and vision quite often. So you have the ability to go into the astral realm, do you? Yeah, I do a lot of astral work for my own personal healing, but also I just slip into it at times. <laughs> right, because I am I'm starting to get this weird obsession with the the astral realm because I find it to be something so so interesting. And it's now blowing my mind that you can tell me that that fairies are able to go into this astral realm as well. Can I ask a question? And this may sound absolutely of left field, but if fairies can live, I guess, or I guess exist in both realms, is that one of the reasons that only, I guess, selected people can see them? Yeah, 100%. Um, I always explain the fairies as being like in a veil in between realm because they tend to show themselves to people that are aware or people that are vulnerable at the time or have their third eye open and sometimes they won't show themselves to people at all. It all just depends. I found they tend to show themselves more when they're when there's people that are more vulnerable to it but when they're also doing healing work. Um, I'll tell you a story actually. Um, a few years ago, I went to the Grampians. Do you know the Grampians in Victoria? No, I don't. Oh, it's a beautiful place. Um, my partner and I went there a couple of years after the bushfires were there. And as soon as we pulled into the town, there was fairies all along the creek and butterflies. And there was ivy covering these burnt trees. And these little fairies, it was very interesting. I would see them as a little fairy, so very much bug light, but some of them, were white, some were purple, some were green, and they would buzz along the creek beds and they would go along and they'd go up to burnt areas and then they'd sit there and wait for me to walk. And every time I got to a burnt log, there was a mushroom growing on it. And then the next one, there was a little sapling coming up and my partner could see them as butterflies, but I could see the actual fairies themselves. So that was kind of like showing me what they were doing and they knew my partner was there with me kind of being vulnerable with me at the time, feeling sad about the bushfires. So he got to see a different way of what I was seeing them. So I think it depends on your vulnerability and your openness at the time. That's blowing my mind, the fact that, you know, your boyfriend could see butterflies, but you're seeing fairies. Yeah, it was really weird and it's like they pick and choose like how they want to show themselves to people. I remember at my old house I was sitting outside just having a cup of tea and I saw a fairy fly under the chair. Um, quite often they help with premonitions so I knew I was going to move out of this house quickly because this little blue fairy smashed through under the chair I was sitting and flew out and went past our car and over the road and I was like, that's interesting. Like it's kind of telling me to go in a different direction and the person next to me was like did you just see that dragonfly India I was like yeah yeah I saw the dragonfly (laughs) so they show themselves as bugs and that's what I was saying before is that visually they do look very insect-like but if you're open to it you do do see more to it while someone that's not aware sees a butterfly or a dragonfly 
You know, that's really making me second guess every bug that I've now run into. <laughs> and I feel, Honestly, I will feel keep terrible. your eyes open when there's bugs around. Yeah, and I'm going to feel terrible the next time I'm driving my car and I see a bug just kind of splatter on the window because I'll be like, oh, no, was that a ferry? <laughs> yeah. No, well, there's so many of them around. That's the thing. And I found like, you know, definitely in areas where there's problems like with the environment, fairies are really popping up because they are nature protectors. So if you're in a bushfire area, you will possibly see them. Um, if you're in an area going through drought, like myself, I live in the Mallee, you will see them. Like it's just a matter of what's going on with the environment at the time, I guess. So I have to ask because when it comes to fairies, it sounds like they're all quite positive. Have you ever encountered or heard of anyone having an interaction with a fairy that was maybe a little bit on the on the nastier side of things? I've had them be mischievous. I've had them steal my necklaces, steal my keys. I've had them take little trinkets. Um, I actually have this story. It's not really negative, but I find it quite funny. Um, I had a septagram necklace, which is known as a fairy star, and I'd bought it and I was like, I'm going to wear this, you know, I'll bless it, I'll consecrate it, it'll be something for protection. I got it, it was on a silver chain, no way you can take it off. And I was asleep, woke up in the morning, my necklace is on, but my pentacle, like not my pentacle, my septagram is gone. And I was like, oh my God, I'm like, the only way this can be gone is the fairies. Like how the hell would this come off? I looked for days and days. And I looked under my bed and it was standing upright under my bed in the middle. And there's no way that could have happened. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, really? You took it off my necklace while I was sleeping and hid it directly under my bed in the middle upright. That is that is so peculiar because it's kind of like they are just doing that to be cheeky by the sounds of it. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, I've never had negative experiences, but they do cheeky things like that. Like my best friend, she also sees fairies. She's very blessed. Like she lived in Chillingham where it was like a massive spiritual community. Um, She's seen fairies and she came to my house and she actually got like a little spell kit for us to do because we do wicker as well. And it had matching septagram necklaces. She had not touched it the whole road trip to Mildura. And she gets in, she's like, oh, I want to open it. I want to show you what I got. She opens it and the septogram is gone. And I was like, hmm, this is strange because I'd had my septogram experience. And we look everywhere. I was like, it's got to be somewhere. Like, you know, this box hasn't even been, the tape hasn't been broken on it. So it hasn't been open whatsoever. So she takes everything out of her suitcase and she looks and down the bottom, it's there, just laying there off the chain. <laughs> at the bottom of her suitcase on the middle and just before that she saw that black fairy like I was mentioning before so she knew there was something around and then found her septogram bottom of her suitcase that she hadn't touched since it got there hadn't opened the box at all so they're very cheeky they do cheeky things and as I said the septogram is a fairy star so it was even more of like you know <laughs> I can't believe it like fairies just took my necklace and hid it from me and it's a star <laughs> that represents them <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, it, it's it's really really interesting. So, with your friend who can see fairies, have you seen fairies with her at the same time? And did they look the same? Yep. So we saw the little black fairy together in my bedroom that was running around just before the suitcase incident. And she's like, "India, did you see that?" And I was like, "Yep," because it was a bit bigger than normal. So I'd say it was maybe 
10 centimeters, this one. So it was a bit larger than what we were used to. And it had wings, but it looked a bit cheeky. It had like long kind of curly feet, kind of like an elf pixie, had long ears. And it was running and we both saw it and it just ran and hid under our cupboard. And we were like, okay, we both saw that together and we knew that there was something mischievous happening. And then we had that necklace thing happen. Um, With her, we also saw fairies. I'm pretty sure it was on my altar that I had set up. So I had a little fairy altar where I'd leave all these offerings, so little plants and acorns and leaves that I'd collect. I'd leave them for the fairies. And she saw a couple on that altar as well. But she lives away from me now, so we don't get to hang out too often, but we quite often have similar experiences. That just goes to show that if you can tap into, I guess, that that right type of frequency, I guess, you can both see the same thing. Yeah, that's right. So a little bit earlier there, India, you said that, these fairies, they help you with um, with your job and, and stuff like that. Am I safe to presume that you talk to them? Yes. So in a way, so how can I explain this? Um, when it comes to any psychic work I do, um, I'm a tarot reader, but I also do fairy oracle guidance readings. And with them, I use a fairy deck that I've used since the very beginning of my career. Um, the fairies actually help me find this deck. And I use it and every time I use it, they kind of sit around and they sit on my shoulders and they play with my hair while I use it. And they kind of tell me when to stop shuffling the deck so when I can pull a card. Um, When it comes to my healing as well, they tend to kind of make things leap out and throw crystals around if someone's there. I've had it before where clients have come in and they've just thrown a crystal off the shelf and they're like, well, that person needs it. Um, They also just tend to come to me in vision a lot as well. So I'll be having a vision and it'll be about, for example, I had a lot of visions about the bushfires when they were happening and the fairies did come along and they'll kind of show me areas where there was green light that needed healing at the time. So they show me a lot and the way I can explain it is kind of like um, bird eye view when they come through, like they sit with me and I know they're there, but I can also see the way they're trying to show me. Okay. So it's really kind of like an out-of-body experience for yourself. Yeah. It's almost like it takes over your consciousness a little bit. Yeah. And with what I do, like I channel a lot. So when I'm doing readings for people, quite often I'm just channeling from somewhere else to give them guidance and give them, you know, premonitions and give them a reading for the future. So quite often I'm in that in-between realm. You know what I mean? Like I'm in that vulnerable space where I can connect to numerous different things and the fairies kind of are in that in-between realm where when I'm seeping into that realm myself doing work, they come forth and they're like, okay, well, I'll show you this. And this is something you could do as well, which I think is important. They're kind of just there there's no way I can kind of get them away or anything like that I just work with it with them kind of existing in that astral plane are they able to just do they just materialize into into our current I guess our three-dimensional state yeah in a way so like as I said before like I see them as like an actual fairy but my partner can see it as a butterfly um 
they just kind of come along. Like my experience in the Grampians, like I did see orbs coming along to logs, but then they were coming into fairy form. I think they just try to show us what they're familiar with um, and what we are familiar with as people. Because when you think about it, they are a different energy. They are from a different realm itself. They're in that in-between. And, you know, it's the same as spirits. Quite often, if we see a spirit, it will show itself in a human form. Same as demons. Um, I don't know if you've had people talk about that stuff before, but demons can sometimes show themselves as human to feel more familiar with you. And I believe that's a way fairies do for people as well. Like for my partner, it showed a butterfly to be more familiar with him because he would have freaked out if he saw a little person running around. So I think they just work on that way of what connects with us and who is more open to seeing what we're doing. Something that I'm I'm kind of gathering from everything that you're saying is that these creatures seem to have the ability to be present in both the, our realm and also in the astral realm at the same time. Yeah, definitely. And I guess that's kind of how they're showing their project- projections to individual people because I guess if they're able to operate on those two realms, they're probably able to give off these two different types of frequencies. So if you're yeah. able to see into the that astral realm, you'll see them in those astral forms. And for people who can't kind of tap into that, we'll just see them as, say, butterflies and so on. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, even birds. Um, A lot of people have had a lot of bird experiences where it's actually a fairy experience. Um, there's a lot of lore and legends like about fairy wrens, for example, and robins and willy wagtails of them being connected to the fairy realm. Um, but people see them as birds instead of the embodiment of a fairy. If for, for any listeners who don't know what a willy wagtail is, it's kind of like the best bird in Australia. It's, it's one of my, one of my favorites. Yeah, and it's, it's one just, of my favorites too. And it's just like the cheekiest thing that is on this, on this earth, I think. Yeah, they have a lot of wit. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> They're amazing do. little creatures. <laughs> and, uh, you know, everything that you said, I mean, that could be the perfect type of metaphor for what a, a fairy would be like. Yeah, definitely. Before I let you shoot off there tonight, India. Mm-hmm. Do these fairies have a language? Have you witnessed them talking to each other or or anything like that? See, if when I have seen them speaking to each other, you can't really hear it in a human form. So you're not hearing English speaking. You're not really hearing sounds, but somehow it's a way of understanding. Um, the way I can explain it is a lot of people who have had like alien encounters and they've had abduction stories, but they've been in UFOs and there's been an alien that's talking to this alien. and they somehow understand what they're saying telepathically. That's kind of the way fairies work as well. And when I find the way they come forth to me when it comes like an envision or a premonition um, or when I'm in the astral realm, they come forward in a way where I can understand what they're saying and it's like words coming forth in a human sense, but you can tell it's not. I hope I make sense. I'm trying to explain it in a way that makes sense to other people, Um, but very much kind of like telepathically making conversation yeah no i um i completely understand that what you what you're trying to project there because it, it's something that like you said you do hear it a lot in a lot of a lot of other type of encounters you know we hear people who have encounters with yaois and and aliens and things like that and they kind of say you know they're speaking in their minds and and stuff like that so yeah it's i don't find that too far-fetched to to understand or believe myself because i mean it's happening in all these other encounters why can't yeah. it happen with a fairy yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, there's, that's the only way I can explain it is that telepathic way. And you also just see their movements and the way they kind of do things as well. I just see them as being massive healers, fairies, even though they've got the mischievous side. 
they also here to help heal the planet and connect with people and help people on their spiritual journeys as well. And that's what they've done for me since I was a little tacker. So I just see them as a positive thing. And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. Until next time, stay safe and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.